London, 1923. To the question, are stars worthwhile? I must give the elusive reply. There are stars and stars. C.B. Cochrane, The Weekly Dispatch, 1924. Chapter 1. Dolly. That's the fascinating thing about life, Miss Lane. All its wonderful unpredictability. It is as simple as this. A person can be unpunctual or untidy, but if they intend to get on in life, they certainly cannot be both. I'll never forget these words, nor the housekeeper who barked them at me as I skulked back to the house late and dishevelled, from my afternoon off. I'd been walking with Teddy in the summer rain and completely lost track of time. It was worth being scolded for. You, Dorothy Lane, are a prime example of someone who will never get on in life. You will never become anything. It was the first time I was told I wasn't good enough. It wasn't the last. I was in my first position in service at the time, made of all work. Made of all fingers and thumbs, more like, the housekeeper groused. Peggy Griffin was her name. Piggy, as I like to call her in private, on account of her stubby nose and hands like trotters. Piggy didn't take to me, and I didn't take to her. I didn't take to domestic work either, for that matter. I suppose it didn't help that my thoughts were usually anywhere else other than the task in hand. Dolly Daydream was the nickname I earned from the maids at Maudsley Hall. Open windows and doors left ajar are a gift to a girl with keen ears and a head full of dreams. Music from the gramophone player set my feet itching to dance as I mangled the Monday wash. Snatched fragments of conversations drifted along the corridors as I swept and polished, filling my head with thoughts of the stars of the West End stage, the Ziegfeld Follies, Broadway. All of it a distraction from the dreary routine of work, from war, from my fears of Teddy being called up. I may have lost many things in the years since I first felt those naive desires, but I held on to my dreams with a stubborn determination worthy of a Lancashire lass. The longing for something more has never left me. I feel it like a fluttering of wings in my heart. I feel it now, as I shelter from the rain, huddled in the doorway of a watchmaker's shop on the strand. My attention is drawn to the posters on the passing omnibuses. Tallulah Bankhead, Gertrude Lawrence, Loretta May. The stars whose photographs and first-night notices I cut from newspapers and stick into my scrapbooks. The women I admire from high up in the theatre gallery, stamping my feet and shouting my appreciation and wishing I was on the stage with them, dressed in silver chiffon. They call us gallery girls, domestics and shop girls who buy the cheap tickets and faithfully follow our favourite stars.
with something like a hysteria. We long for the glamorous life of the chorus girls and principal actresses, for a life that offers more than petticoats to mend and bootlaces to iron and steps to scrub. But I don't just want to escape a life of drudgery. I want to soar, so I care for this restless fluttering in my heart as if it were a bird with a broken wing, in the hope that it will one day heal and fly. I jump at the sound of a sharp rap on the window beside me. I turn around to see a hard-faced gentleman scowling at me from inside the shop, mean-looking eyes glowering behind black-rimmed spectacles. He says something, I can't hear, and flaps his hands, shooing me away as if I were a dog salivating outside the butcher's shop. I stick my tongue out at him and leave the doorway, hurrying along, hopping over puddles, my toes drowning like unwanted kittens inside my sodden stockings.